0: this is the lingaholics podcast with cody marcus and ian where we dive deep into conversations about the experiences and endeavors of the language learning life on this pod we feature a wide variety of guests and topics with non-stop passion and non-stop fun there's no last call for lingahol so come on in and join the show All right, I see it. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the great episode 28 of the Lingaholics podcast. Happy Valentine's, everybody. Hope everybody's staying warm, at least where we are today. A little frosty up here in the Midwest, Canada. But that's no excuse to not be doing a pod. And especially with a guest today that um, Cody and Marcus, I've been telling you about this guy. Uh, watching lots on YouTube Uh, great insights great inspiration Uh, we're going to introduce him here shortly Uh, I'm super excited for today's pod like I've been giddy for a few days with this Uh, but yeah uh, it's a great great weekend for me I'm kind of on I get a few days break um, then I'm doing a virtual teachers convention Uh, lots of language language things happening for that I've been going hard still Morning's Korean, afternoon German, and then the dabble, the dabble nation keeps going on in the evening. And yeah, lots of fun. So I'm back in my hometown just for a little bit and we're back. The Langaholics Casa uh, not happening right now, but still still doing the pod. So let's check in with uh, oh my uh, my assistant professor, Senor Sueco who came and uh,
1: was with my class
0: all day on Tuesday with me. So, uh, Señor, ¿cómo estás?
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, we taught together. Tag team. (laughs) Team team. Tag team Spanish high school teaching Friday, (laughs) which was absolutely amazing. That was the most fun I've had in a while. (laughs) Super fun teaching Uh, little Canadian kids how to speak Spanish and teaching them about Spanish geography and, and Latin American culture. Super fun. Me encanta. Yeah. So, yeah, that was absolutely. Thanks for inviting me. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So we've been focusing on, or I've been focusing mostly on Spanish now recently. Cause I'm staying with my buddy Jose, who's from El Salvador. So we tend to, to uh, speak mostly in Spanish with each other, which is fun. And, and obviously it's different. Cause I'm used to my Castellano de España, but um, he has his, obviously he speaks with a south el salvadorian accent uh so that's fun really good practice to, to speak with spanish speakers from all over the world so what about you cody how you doing man yeah
2: cody yeah all right so my week has been pretty good i've just been uh trying to move things along with my whole korea visa process but i'm sure you guys know how horrible it is dealing with bureaucracy so i don't want to get into that but um In terms of languages, uh, I have this rotation that I think I was telling you guys about where I do uh, French, German, Spanish, Chinese. And so I listen to a podcast in the morning while I'm making my breakfast. And then for the rest of the day, when I have time, I just do whatever I can with Korean, whether or not that's like uh, listening to podcasts or studying with my books or watching videos or something like that. So yeah, and then we just... uh, Went to Tim Hortons this morning, got a yeah. coffee, I got a sandwich that I had to eat on the way to the to the university because there's there's no parking here. So um Yeah, Timmy's that's about it for me. Typical
1: right. morning, Timmy. Let's throw it back over to Lloyd Minster. Yeah. All right. Real quick, maybe you can introduce our guest. Yes. Uh okay. So
0: to, to introduce today's guest, so in the whole kind of polyglot world, I like to think of it like three spheres. So one is like the local level. So that's kind of where I met Sweco and got reunited with Cody. Uh, The second one is when I've been going to these uh, polyglot, like the gathering uh, in Bratislava Langfest. And the third one is probably the one I interact with the most, which is the people online, the people going kind of public with their language learning journeys, sharing their thoughts, inspirations, techniques, talking with people so that brings me to our guest today who uh i remember when we started the lingahawks podcast and i just started making a twitter account for us and it was like people who to follow and mm-hmm. language come up was was one of them and so click right away uh following him and yes we have mark from ohio and it's it's cool man i'm talking to you in real life now because i've watched mm-hmm. lots of your videos well, thanks to man. you. Uh, so if you could just introduce yourself to our listeners talking about, uh, language learning journey, uh, your channel that you started and kind of what, what's, um, what's on your, what's on your plate here. I know like you're working with Seabolt with your 40, 40 hour, seven day language yeah. challenge and lots of things like that. So I'm just going to throw it over to you, man, to introduce yourself and, uh, yeah, just let us know cool. what, what's going on, man.
3: All right, well. My name is Mark. I have a channel called Language Come Up. I am from Ohio, but I live in Mexico City. I've lived here for seven years now. I just had my anniversary, my seven year anniversary a couple of days ago. So that was that was really big. Um, well, how I got here, my dad was from Mexico City, actually. Um, and uh, when he passed away some some time ago, I decided I wanted to go to Mexico city to meet my Mexican side that I really didn't know before and um, learn Spanish before. This was just an idea that I had, you know, I remember being in college and thinking that would be nice, but then you kind of get on like the whole thing of like, okay, you, you do college, you know, you try to find your job, the apartment, and like the whole thing just keeps on going like that. But, uh, when that thing happened with my dad, I was able to take a step back and think, what do I want to do? So I decided to move to mexico yeah and basically it was the best decision i ever made <laughs> so um very happy here and um since 2019 since right at the start i've been studying russian so it's just been yes. a little over two years um i have a little 40 hour seven day language challenge like
1: you mentioned yeah um, interesting stuff so <laughs> yeah so okay let's uh so what's that What's that language challenge? Can yeah, you give okay. us the specifics on that? that?
3: Sure, sure, sure. So basically, it's a challenge that came out of the idea of the fact that, oh, I can't go to Russia now. Because right. I told myself when I started that if I study consistently and make this like a real thing, then at the year and a half mark, I'm going to go to Russia, spend some time there, see if I can use the Russian, try to improve my level. And um yeah. We all know that couldn't happen because of the apocalypse, but, uh, Yeah. Uh, I had to adjust. <laughs> yeah. So I decided to take a week off of work and try to do uh, my language 40 hours in a week, right? Yeah. And basically, you can, you can kind of style this week any way you want to. You know, like watch TV, series, books, write, have online classes. You can, you can fit it to however you want, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to get as many active hours as possible. Uh, so that was kind of my challenge. And then uh, Siebel uh, started to do it. Then he kind of had a new variation on it where he did 20 hours active, 20 hours passive. So there's kind of like two options now of that challenge. The one kind of like hardcore version and the one <laughs> that maybe you can work around. Right.
0: Okay and right so I've heard I can you just talk about like that exact difference between like active and passive because we've talked about this on our show and like Marcus does his massive listening when he's working in the lab and like when I'm doing chores and stuff and Cody the same so uh, like what exactly defines the difference between like active and passive?
3: Right right so active for me is when The language is the main activity, you know? Okay. I'm reading, listening, listening, reading at the same time, watching something. Right. Passive for me is when I'm doing some other activity, cleaning the house, doing the dishes, on a walk, going for a run. This is a distinction when you're not um, putting all of your conscious energy (laughs) and thought into the language. Yeah,
2: okay.
1: Uh You know, that's a really nice way of putting it. We've never really defined it before <laughs> but i really like that
2: yeah i think that's that's like the that's what it revolves around right Just like how much conscious energy you're putting into it no yeah. absolutely and
3: um well you know in this 40 hour challenge i i count a bit of um of passive but since i'm taking a week off to do this challenge i want my active number to be as high as possible right but right. Um, i sprinkle a little bit of a passive in during that week just because well i mean i'm not going to be i'm going to be doing some other things at some point in the day you know, yeah, know. Of yeah of
2: course yeah
3: but
0: do you find that helps like changing it up like it's like so do you take like italki classes i do like, yeah For okay and then and then like watching a movie reading a book and uh-huh. like that's been my experience whereas if you are changing it up enough right uh, it is how crazy how like how much you can string together uh just by doing that variation right right i mean Mm -hmm. keeping it
3: fresh um when you don't have to work a full uh schedule (laughs) your day really opens up you know
2: (laughs) yeah
0: for sure Yeah, like save. Yeah, that's
2: basically your your full time job. Hey, just like the forty week challenge, you just got a full time job like learning language. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mark, Mark,
1: do you only do for for speaking practice? Do you only do Italki classes, or do you do like exchanges as well?
3: Well, uh, as far as Russian goes, basically it's only Italki classes. But with my Spanish, one of the main things actually got me to be able to speak. Quite nicely was doing an exchange. I had, well, I have a a best Mexican friend, and he and I for quite some time would do thirty minutes English, thirty minutes Spanish, and uh, mm. um, I have this great list of uh, questions that we always use, and it really helps you expand your ability. And this was one of the keys for me to uh, actually become fluent, because you know you actually have to use the language, and even if you live in a country, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be getting that much practice so Uh i find that even being in the country you need to be conscious about uh, your speaking
0: right
2: yeah that's something i can definitely attest to from because i i lived in china for two years and i definitely had the same experience like if you're not like like exactly like you just said if you're not um if you're not actively paying attention to how much you're using the language like it doesn't automatically mean you're just going to get better right like you have to put the effort in Mm
3: -hmm. like i said
2: finding those opportunities to practice is so
1: important
3: Mm oh i said before i knew anything about language learning i thought Mm -hmm. i was going to get off the plane breathe mexican air and just like start to become (laughs) you know fluent
1: yeah (laughs) yeah that's that's
2: oh god that's really funny i saw so um, I uh, I was teaching English in China and there were a lot of foreign teachers at my school and they're all from like English speaking countries. And uh-huh. I just love seeing all the new teachers just like getting off the plane and being like, yeah, I'm going to learn Chinese and like oh. 95% of them drop out into like two weeks. <laughs> wow. it's Yeah, it's the
0: mindset, right? Yeah, it's tricky. So I think people underestimate mm-hmm. with that. For sure. Um, so, so Mark, how many times have you done the like the forty hours? Like this, like this you, have time you counted the weeks. Uh,
3: yeah, like I've like only done it 20? once. I've only done it okay, once. Okay, so just
0: once, hardcore, mm-hmm. right? But then, like, okay, so from hour zero to hour forty, what were your biggest takeaways, or what did you notice after the forty hours?
3: I would say the most interesting thing about the challenge was definitely that your brain makes a switch and you know my Russian I, I mean it's not greats. I mean especially you know six months ago when I however long I did the challenge about six seven months ago and even though that I was not greats, there was a switch in my mind that said oh Russian is now the language of communication and this was like the most mm. fascinated interesting takeaway from the whole situation because okay English is my native language I speak Spanish uh-huh. quite well Russian is this new language but the, the mind just says oh okay since all you're getting is russian since the only people you're really communicating with are like russian speakers you're listening to russian music reading russian watching russian movies and series the the mind just is like all right well i guess you know we have to adapt to this
1: and russian it's it? a really cool experience ah, okay that's so true right
2: mm-hmm. yeah this is something that we just experienced with our with our language boot camp because like when you're just communicating in whatever language, um, your brain, you're right. That, I think that's the really good way that you put it. Your brain just makes that switch and it's like, okay, this is our language that we're communicating in now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: But it's also tricky.
1: Absolutely. It's also tricky. So, uh, when we were, when I was in, in Ian's classroom, I was obviously speaking Spanish the entire day, mm. but then all of a sudden, <laughs> this is so funny. Like all of a sudden, so Ian has an exchange student from, from Germany, from Hessen yeah. in Germany. And oh. she came up to me after the class and she was like, hey, you know, I've been to Sweden too. Like, oh, I love Sweden, like everything, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, ah, this place story. Like I started speaking German to her immediately. Cause like, obviously I'm going to do that. Uh, and it was so hard. And I remember just mixing it up completely. Like I, oh, I, I, was, yeah. I, I started like using Spanish words all of a sudden and everything. And she just looked at me like I was some crazy person. <laughs>
3: Oh my gosh! Right. <laughs> but I think you made the Spanish switch. Your mind's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, not so fast. Exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> not so fast.
0: <laughs> but okay, so Mark, from watching your videos, like Russian is your sole focus right now. Like, like uh, you do some Spanish and then. But do you think that's like that fo- sole focus, right? Like you said, like, I heard you talk about how, like, when you get passionate about something, like you go full bore yeah yeah
3: that's that's how i've always been you know i was a a distance runner for nine years from 13 to 22 and you know when i started into when i finished you could see a really nice progression i was i i ran d1 cross country and i was able to become like the best runner on my university's team my my last season and um Uh i mean it just goes to show that i'm more of like kind of like an all-in kind of guy as opposed to the jack of all trades right but so right. that's always been my personality so now that i'm into this language thing it's just like just the natural progression of how i've always been in terms of my interests and passions you know
0: right right so i think yeah it's kind of funny because yeah, cody and that. i yeah so cody like that's a little more like you with the not so much dabbling or is i more like a language dabbler yeah kind
2: of yeah because we we've like talked about there's like a spectrum before and if I had if I had to like demonstrate this with my hands, we have like Mark would be like over here.
1: Uh-huh. I'm
2: probably somewhere here. Okay, so what's over here? What's over this here? This is this is like um, like totally dedicated to something. So Cody's
1: Cody's waving with his hands now for the listeners. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> he's trying <yeah>. to <laughs> illustrate
1: how the spectrum works right. from dabbling Podcast. to non-dabbling. <laughs> yeah,
2: so we have non-dabble super dedication and then like dabble super casual. So Mark's probably over here. Mm-hmm. I'm somewhere over here marcus is here and then ian's probably somewhere over okay here. cody you have to <laughs> illustrate
1: this because people don't see this okay <laughs> sorry i'm just
2: assuming that everyone's gonna watch the video okay so um we, we we would say that mark is very dedicated and he sticks to like one or two languages and then obviously i i'm more on that side but i uh i like to branch out to to multiple and marcus you and i were talking about this on the way here like you said you would rather be good at a lot of languages than just really good at like one or two, yeah, right? Yeah, that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then, so obviously Marcus is more like on that side. And then when we get to Ian, Ian's like, let's, um... oh, we got to go ahead guys yeah, yeah. All all right, we're having a meeting yeah. <laughs> but go ahead man. go
1: ahead no worries yeah just talking about dabbling yeah yeah <laughs> i'm gonna throw it over to you guys yeah <laughs> yeah
0: so so mark so you've obviously interacting with the people on, on twitter and youtube have you seen this kind of this spectrum as well
3: oh absolutely, oh, absolutely. i i see <laughs> i see it all the time so i definitely yeah. i definitely know this spectrum that you're talking about you know it's like um, the ones who are really hardcore about a language or two, then there's some that yeah. are pretty dedicated and they've got like their side languages, we could say, <laughs> <Side language. Yeah. laughs> you know, but uh, fortunately in love and in language, I'm a faithful, I'm a faithful. There man. you
0: go, man. There you go. Yeah. One, just need the one, just need the one.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's also kind of like, you know, I love languages, but at the same time, Uh, I feel that, you know, you need to have your motivations right because, Uh I mean, I guess you can dab on, have fun and explore and that's cool. But for me, it's like, all right, well, Spanish, that was a a result of me living in Mexico, me having a family, me, you know, just my whole experience. But um, Russian just came out of basically pure interest. And, um, you know, I am so kind of hardcore about it. I'm going to tell you how hardcore I am about it. Um, Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day and it was really funny because about a year ago I got really interested in the idea of doing like a martial arts. And,
2: mm-hmm. you know, when I was a kid, I
3: wanted to do Kung Fu. So I had this idea of like, I'm going to study Kung Fu now, you know, but then I'm like, no, wait, I better not do it because if I study Kung Fu, maybe I'll want to get, I'll be interested in the languages and then I'm like, <laughs> right. it'll hurt my Russian. So I'm so <laughs> hardcore that I chose not to study uh, kung fu just to keep my Russian going without any kind right. of distractions
0: because that could be a you're knocking on a door there, exactly. to the So, more Russian things, more uh, what do Russians do? Kettlebells and uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> cooking borscht or something. I don't know that they do
2: that, right,
3: at least you I can okay. that. All
2: right, so yeah, can I jump yeah. in here because um, I yeah, think between it's... uh, between Marcus ian and i i'm the martial arts guy and uh i'm not like i'm not like a a pro in martial arts or an expert or anything but i definitely have an interest so i when i was in china i i did a little bit of kung fu and in addition to uh learning uh chinese korean and japanese i also want to learn the martial arts of every country so i i want to one day i want to get better at kung fu but since i'm going to korea very soon i have plans on on taking some taekwondo classes when i'm there and then when i go to japan i want to do karate so um yeah what's your what's your like why were you drawn to kung fu um
3: i think it was i think it was just something i was interested in from an early age you know um i liked bruce lee basically Mm -hmm. that was it and um (laughs) yeah when i was younger around eight or nine i wanted to take kung fu classes but um the closest one was about 45 an hour away so it wasn't really realistic for us at the time Mm. and um it's just something that's lingered throughout the years and um i became interested in during that time about a year ago and i'm still interested in it but i'm just kind of like holding it off to the side Uh while i do this russian thing for a couple years and uh, maybe if, let's say, Chinese becomes the next language, then I could give myself into, like, that whole situation without feeling guilty, you know? <laughs>
2: guilty,
0: you know? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. delayed gratification. Exactly,
2: yeah, and this is something that's, like, um, talking about, like, the connection between language and culture this is something that really like draws me to the to, to east asia in general is like i really like east asian philosophy and also the, like the, the the culture of martial arts that they have there so mm. it's it's really cool when you have that uh draw to the culture and not only the language
3: absolutely i mean obviously they go hand in hand um um i wanted and i still want to uh you know, learn some kind of Latin dance like salsa. Ooh, but I, yeah, I went. Man, yes. I took a uh, beginning salsa, uh, salsa for beginners, like oh, people yeah. that are supposed to know nothing about salsa. And I went with my uh, my best Mexican friend, who you know doesn't know how to dance either. And we went, <laughs> and uh, I tell you, we needed we needed like pre lessons to get into like the very zero point zero lessons because that's how bad we were, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh um but it was fun because we just we just spent the whole time just laughing at each other you know so that was really fun i didn't go away with that i didn't like walk away from the class being able to even to dance all that much or i mean i was just terrible but at least it served to get a couple laughs oh yeah
0: and it's it's another in right to the to the culture and meeting the people and having those like language opportunities which like what's the point of all this language learning that we're doing is to have like interactions like that right and oh, yeah course. that's funny you said latin dancing because that was actually a 2020 goal of mine seriously <laughs> also got kiboshed because not only can could, you couldn't travel you couldn't go to latin night at the bar and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but uh i was just thinking i was like okay speaking spanish has been cool like i've been doing that a while but i think it'd be super impressive if i could get up and do some salsa and bachata and uh and then meet oh, people oh yeah that way too, right? So, uh huh, yeah,
3: in. I have this idea of the, the the guy that I want to be, and you know, every day I try my best to work towards that. And uh, one of those ways is being a guy that can dance, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, up until this moment, it has not been the case, <laughs> no, you know? has not been the case.
0: Keep the faith, man. keep
3: the faith. I, I, I always do, I keep it strong, and you know, even if let's say if you're from one of these countries, like from Mexico, like. Lots of guys can just at least dance just like enough to get by at a party and I mean that's all I really wanted and <laughs> right. um Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, like be social. Hey like after it. after the after the apocalypse is over, maybe <laughs> we all can learn how to dance salsa, no? Yeah, let's do it. That yeah. sounds like a post, good post post apocalyptic. Yeah. <salsa>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well I'll go but down it, uh La Ciudad de Mexico.
3: yes but of course like if you can find like one activity uh that's associated with your target language i mean geez it's it's awesome it's just like oh yeah amplifies everything tenfold
0: oh totally right because it's not just because we go to like we're city uh we live around uh, calgary alberta like there's a language meetup so you can go you get like two hours of like solid conversation but like there's other cultural events, right, that you can go to and
1: uh, take part in, like get as much, if not more, language. Mm.
0: So,
1: yeah, I think there must be a lot of that in in Mexico City, no?
3: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, like this city, I mean, there's a reason I'm still here after seven years. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's one of the biggest cities in the world. Every every like neighborhood for me is like a city. Like what would be like a city in Ohio, and it's just like uh, one city that's combined of- like a thousand different cities and like yeah. you can never get bored here if you get bored <laughs> here it's just because you're boring because there's, well i mean before covid right because there's always yeah. something to do yeah,
2: you know i saw so yeah. many
3: concerts here but, that i couldn't see in the states, the states. Uh-huh.
2: right say like but what about this
3: uh mm-hmm.
1: what about the polyglot community specifically
3: there there is a community um you know, when I came here, there was this place. I think it was called like the Naked Lounge, but there was no n- nudity happening. It was just called that. Um, <laughs> and um, they had like these just kind of polyglot gatherings. And you know, I barely spoke Spanish at the time, but you know, I was you know excited about this world. And I met some really impressive polyglots, and uh, one that speaks like I don't know over. 30 or some language as he appeared on Walter's channel like Walter the oh, Dutch yeah. Polyglots channel I'm like oh yeah. my god I met that dude that's like you know more of yeah, like yeah. the buddy of a guy who I became buddy uh buddies with yeah yeah so there's a bit there's a bit of this there's a bit of a scene um and, and that's pretty cool um I got tired of the whole um you know like language exchange thing after a while though because um it was just basically like, okay, I'm Mark. I'm from Ohio. It's like, I just got practicing the same thing over and over. And I didn't feel much of like an expansion of the, of, of my level or the topics that were being discussed. I just felt like if you want to meet people, it's cool. But in terms of like language, I don't think it's like the most effective, at least in my experience.
2: Mm-hmm. well i think it depends on like the language like the community that you have because the meetups that we go to here in calgary like there's a lot of regulars that go so y- oh. you do meet a lot of new people because there's always new people that are coming right but then you get the regulars like donald from quebec and like you got alex from germany and like all these people that go regularly so you go mm-hmm. and you just like instantly just start yeah. jumping into like some insane oh. topic where, where you really need to use your brain
1: <laughs> yeah it's fun mm-hmm. yeah Right. In that okay. case, yeah, and that's girls. how that's how we all met as well.
2: That's how
3: oh, I wanted to ask that. Not yeah, your high school yeah, or college yeah. buddies.
0: Well, yeah, Cody no, and I. A little we're bit from all over the place. College buddies, but yeah,
1: that is true of yeah, how you even can like,
2: us like in university. Like in university, that's how we met. Like I think we met at the Spanish University Right. Yeah, that's right.
1: Club. Yeah, Ian and Cody. Yeah, mm. right. Wow. Back in the day.
3: And um, how did each and every one of you? Get involved in this whole Spanish world because, you know, I mean, what the whole language world, because, you know, you now know my story. I went to uh-huh. Mexico. That's how it started then.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I, I can go first, I guess. Go first. Go I can Sueco. go first, I guess. I'll take the initiative, Sueco. So, uh, Sueco. Mark, I, 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 um, I'm I very privileged. I kind of got three languages for free. or I got two completely for free. And then I got the base of a third one for free. So uh, before I could speak Spanish, I was already bilingual uh, in Swedish and English, and I, I had a decent level of German. And then after graduating college, I was like, all right, I need six months to go do something different before jumping into grad school. So I went down and lived in Latin America for three months and completely immersed myself and was able to walk out with a decent Uh, fluency level and then after that i realized how insanely fun it was to learn languages so i picked up french and i was able to build up a a relatively workable french level and then now i'm working on my german again because it's very rusty uh but yeah i'm absolutely fascinated by it i i get the i totally have the language bug i get the hype (laughs) Uh, that's my story in a nutshell (laughs) at least um i guess Codo. throw it over to ian oh you want me to, my story yes yeah, I'll, I'll go first Codo. Codo.
2: so um i'll give you guys the the completely honest version i think we we've touched on this on another episode but um i originally started when i was a teenager i was pretty um like maybe like 15 or 16 and i got into german because of world war ii video games <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I uh, and then I just kept learning on my own a bit when I was in high school and I found out I was, I was really good at it. I really enjoyed it. And then when I went to university, I just thought, oh, I might as well just study this as my major. Oh. And I wanted to take another language, too. So I originally wanted to take French because I, like, I mean, here in Canada, French is huge. And I had taken a little bit of French when I was in middle school um but that was all like mandatory stuff so and it didn't really click back then it was like i actually i had the option of taking french in high school and i didn't do it because i wanted to go to computer class with my friends so Mm -hmm. just like stupid things that high school kids decide but um i wanted to take french in university but um all the classes were full so i just like i still want to take another language so i decided to take spanish because it was close to french And I also really liked the whole Latin culture and I had a few, um, friends from, uh, Spanish speaking countries. And then, I mean, after that, I, um, kind of just started picking up some other languages and I was like, okay, like this, let's do it. Let's just keep going. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: How about you, Ian? Oh, for me. Yeah. It all happened post high school. Like I was one of those kids. I took high school french up until grade 12 but nobody took it seriously no one was like actually aspiring oh, nice. to speak like it's a, like, <laughs> it's a completely different mentality uh, in retrospect now but for me uh i was actually in havana cuba wow. so my first year uh university i was a sociology major and there was nice. a opportunity to go on this caribbean caribbean sociology trip in cuba so I couldn't speak a lick of Spanish at the time. And to be honest, I wasn't even really thinking about like language elements in Cuba. I was more just interested in like la revolución, history, all that stuff is more in front of my mind. But I had these roommates uh, from Saskatchewan, so just good old Saskatchewan boys like me. And we were in the hotel the first day. And then <laughs> I just remember like looking over and they were speaking Spanish. And I was like, you're from Saskatchewan. <laughs> like what Wow. The-? um it didn't make any sense to me like blew my mind because up until that point pretty much my life like a language was just strictly associated with a native speaker um like i had i had a buddy i had a friend from cuba actually in high school we played on our volleyball team Yaroslav, and he spoke spanish because yeah he's cuban like that's that's uh, why (laughs) like my great-grandmother she spoke ukrainian because He's from the Ukraine, but mm-hmm. then they'd be like, Wait, you're from Saskatchewan, and you speak Spanish? And here they had travel stories, they've been to Guatemala, Nicaragua, and I was just in complete awe of that. And uh, before you knew it, next summer I was in Nicaragua, the following summer I was in Honduras, I was studying in university, and then Spanish happened, and I was like, Oh, why not Ukrainian? So similar, maybe Mark, to you about like connecting to family roots, mm-hmm. uh, like I did a big Ukrainian with that and it's, but it all kind of blossomed from that like moment of awe that like people that aren't really uh you wouldn't expect to speak a language that mm-hmm. were speaking it and it would just be like whoa like this is this is possible and then that just took me right down um like the whole polygot rabbit hole like guys like Benny Lewis, Richard Simca, Luca Lampariello. like once I actually was going to start becoming a language teacher too I was like well You know, I had that mentality back in high school. What can I do now to like really imbue that to the students that I have? So it's been a huge journey ever since, but that's how it all started.
3: Oh, you guys have cool stories and uh, (laughs) it's really, it's actually really fascinating to hear about how people get into this whole thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, I feel like it, in a way, like there were precursors to like my interest in language, you know, Uh Uh, actually my dad you know who was from mexico city moved to the states in his 20s um my my uncle tells me that he remembers my dad just like studying english like crazy my dad oh. lived lived in france for a period of time he told me that um french was a favorite his favorite language he had studied some italian and my mom who is american she studied to be a spanish teacher she uh, took a little bit of Portuguese. So she loved Spanish. She studied even in Mexico uh, prior to meeting my dad. So it's like, like uh-huh. I, I, even though I completely discovered language through my own means, it's also kind of nice to know that it's almost like in you somehow, this yeah. kind of interest,
0: uh-huh. maybe from your
3: DNA, because like both of my parents had this interest and I never had the interest until I actually, you know, came to Mexico.
0: Right. Like it's almost like unconsciously influencing. In no, way. I
3: mean I just think that there's something maybe it's like when DNA meets, you know, yeah. culture. I mean uh you know, whatever moment you're living, you know, it's like when you have something in you and it connects with the societal parts and uh yeah. it just creates this, and this ball of um interest and positivity. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. So OK, uh, when
3: I was in college, I had a lot of I have one really close friend from Iran and it was really interesting because um, he took me into like this uh, Iranian subculture in the city that I lived in where I studying. It was called Akron, Akron, mm-hmm. Ohio. And uh, I, I got like I would go to these Iranian events and I would be the only like, you know, non Iranian person there. <laughs> and it was interesting because it was like another world in your own country. Yeah. I thought that was super interesting. I got a little bit interested in, in Farsi. So just having them teach me some stuff or I'd ask them how to say some stuff. And um, I remember thinking, Oh, that's kind of fun. It's cool to know. And uh, you know, I would always um, try to make jokes or tell them, yeah. Hey, how do you say, I like your sister in Farsi, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, I, had a, uh-huh. I had a friend uh, from, uh, well, a buddy from Ukraine and then there was a guy from Russia who came and did a, a semester exchange and uh, they were part of our group and you know they would be speaking Russian and um, I wonder if like my interest in Russian came out of came out of that or how much did it? Uh-huh. I don't know, but um, um were like I said, they were precursors to this whole language journey, right?
0: For sure.-huh.
3: Things that were just like kind of sparking the interest along the way. So I find that kind of interesting as well.
0: So, yeah, I was going to ask you, like, so this Russian passion, fascination, so that could have been born out of that friendship?
3: I mean, I, I like to think that the possibility exists because for me, hmm. for some reason, when I started to get into the whole learning Spanish thing, I realized that I liked the language thing. And I want to continue doing it. For me, it was clear that Russian was going to be the next one. Right And... Um, i think maybe some of it could have come out of you know my experience with these two people but i don't know how much i can attribute to it if any or how much you know what i mean for but sure, um, for
0: sure it's hard it's, a, it's an idea that
3: comes around uh-huh.
0: okay so okay as i'm curious so just getting kind of like the, offering like a slavic angle to this so i like For me, learning Ukrainian that was a four-year haul. Wow, um, doing that, and how it like definitely was frustrating at first, and then I think once things started to click, you realize what was happening with the case systems. So, is there any peculiar things about your Russian learning experience that differed from your Spanish learning experience? Yeah, the main difference is
3: well in terms of learning the, the interesting thing is that like i now have the experience of learning a language through what you can consider like true immersion yeah versus uh needing to learn the language yourself so it's interesting to kind of s- to reflect on you know the the differences of that you know and um yeah i find it interesting to have had both experiences. and I'm, you know i no like russian master i'm still learning i still struggle i'm you know all that i mean i'm in my learning yeah. process so by no means huh. am i going to brag about that but um... no no
0: no it's a struggle it's a struggle for sure but but you feel like in that because i've seen your videos that you're putting out like you i feel like like you're showing your confidence and progress like that you're making to well
3: yeah yeah I, I i i know it's there right so i've started to do these monthly progress uh russian progress videos that i haven't put up yet because i'm just like just dreading the subtitling, you know, I think oh, that yeah. it would be good to subtitle just from, no. I don't, like, I don't think many people are going to to watch those videos, but I don't really care, but it's more about like me uh, learning, like listening to what the person's saying, kind of like, you know, just basically learning through the the classes that I already had, you know, and and if I like make subtitles or if I have like the Russian texts and, you know, I know how much I'm going to be learning. Right. But um, at the same time, it's like, I need to find some time just to, really starts, you know, doing the process of like, um, I don't know, English subtitles or things like that. So I've already done like, you know, six of these videos, none of them have been up. And okay. Um, okay. it's interesting because, you know, one thing learning Spanish was that, you know, one day you could speak really well, the next day you're gonna, you're gonna speak like garbage and you think what the heck happened, you know? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. I was already ready for this with the Russian, you know? So, I mean, <laughs> it's no surprise um if you see some of the monthly videos you're gonna think oh dang you know he's doing he's not doing bad he's doing pretty good but yeah. then some some months you're gonna be like oh dang like what's happened here and basically that's like the process of language learning so, in a yeah. nutshell you know <laughs> those, peaks yeah.
0: those peaks and valleys yeah like i think marcus cody you guys tested that too like it's it's not linear hey like
1: it's not, no not at all no uh-huh. no
2: no no absolutely not yeah, yeah like
1: you get rusty <laughs> for for real uh-huh. yeah i mean like, I mean, like I... look even if if even if like my native language is swedish even if i haven't spoken a word of swedish and i go back to sweden like the first day is tricky in my native language right like, seriously and and it's... the same thing like coming back here if i haven't spoken english for a while it's the first day is tricky it takes yeah, one day because Marcus, weren't it. you
0: saying even when you're trying to get a, a train ticket or something in Sweden when you first got home, that was great. or something you were talking to some
1: person? Uh, there's something. Like I was standing there, um and like like I I um me palabras, <laughs> uh, <yeah, laughs> like yeah, yeah. I I was like blanking on words yeah. and, and stuff. Uh, I guess after speaking English and Spanish for yeah. or mostly Spanish for four months and then going to Sweden. And then, I don't know, it gets confusing. Like what I said, what I told Cody earlier today, like I definitely feel like I am not like as good as a person who only, I'm not as good at like English as a person who only speaks English, like Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like I kind of like, I have a decent level in a bunch of different languages, but I don't feel like I'm like super good at one. It's kind of weird. It's kind of a weird feeling.
3: No, it's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's also
1: funny, like when you,
3: get involved in one language you know um i i had my buddy from san diego over i mean he he's been living in mexico city as long as i have and you know sometimes it's like the word in spanish just either come like comes to your head first or it just seems more appropriate right. so yeah. so like the, the word like yeah. I, I can't remember what it what was exactly maybe it'll come to me but we were talking and um you know the word in spanish came into my head since we're obviously speaking in english i i just <clears throat> said it in english the way that i was going to say it and then i came back and said the word in spanish you know just like you know what i really mean right you know
0: <laughs>
1: right. yeah it's all the time
0: finer meaning to it yeah
1: yeah so I I guess what I'm trying to say is that like, I'm distributing my like langu- my, my language skills over like a bunch of different languages instead of just focusing sure. it on one language, which oh, is kind of I mean, cool, I kind of prefer that.
3: <laughs> absolutely, I mean, and like we all have our different reasons. So it's like, man, if you have those languages, you know, you have to maintain them. Maybe you want to improve mm-hmm. them. Um, for me, the situation's different, you know? Okay. If my English level goes down somehow and whatever it's like that's nothing i ever worry about i mean yeah i mean I, I go back to the states two days and everything's all you know all good yeah it's like right. all right so if you don't speak your english or your native language as perfect as before i mean it doesn't really matter because of all you're getting from like the other languages you know right right, right. so <laughs> uh-huh. it's- i've never worried about
2: I think that yeah I think this also depends on uh, the person. Like, for example, like Mark, Ian, and myself, we only spoke English until uh, a pretty old age. Whereas uh, Marcus, you like grew up bilingual. So you've like your whole life, you've had that, uh, that whole, um, like you've um, had that experience of having multiple languages in your head. Whereas for the three of us, like, I'll never suck English. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, at English. I'm not saying that I suck. I'm it not would say- take a I'm while not- to look,
1: I'm not saying that I suck. I'm not saying that I suck. I'm just saying it takes like a little bit of time to get used to that. Yeah, well, I'll never have that. But it, like it comes back again, like easily. It comes back again okay. easily. It's just like, okay. I promise you, like if you didn't speak English for a year, like nothing, and then you came back here and you started speaking English, the first like couple hours would be like foreign. <sighs> Like it be like reactivating parts of your brain that you haven't yeah, in used a way, no in a way It's like riding that, a bike. Right? Yeah. 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 It's
3: Good like, place. even if I know that there's like some kind of things in my English, maybe like another person's not going to realize that, but you're you. So, you know, like,
0: yeah. Process. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your inner. Yeah. Expressive
3: uh, abilities. Yeah.
1: But
0: like that'd be hard. It's a really
1: interesting experiment. It's oh, a really absolutely. interesting experiment. Stop speaking a language that you speak very well. Stop speaking it, and like you don't know speak what? it for like a year. You see what happens, and then see what this happens. This literally it's is a like really a, interesting uh, experiment.
3: This literally, right here, is a uh, a five million uh, view YouTube video right there that you guys could make. You know, you could <laughs> right. go to, you could go to a country, live in that country, speak zero English. You know, I don't know. You can document your process in hmm. the language, and then like yeah. it's like. You also document what it's like to speak English after a year of never, well, not speaking English in that year. I think that's really interesting.
0: Like, okay, Cody talking like, like not? <laughs> Cody, I, I have you're teach. not going to talk teach. to your mom <laughs> a for a year, like, yeah, <laughs> <it'd> be hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah totally an experiment
2: though sorry that's a mom bio, i gotta learn way, language sorry,
3: mom. Waiting to happen.
0: i'm shipping out to language army mom okay. go
3: to vietnam or something yeah. and just yeah about english let's do it yeah, be wild. Do it.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay so yeah that, oh, that's, like, did, that, what... that would be interesting though
3: one thing i i wanted to comment on that i think is interesting is that you know i mean i had this language experience at like 27 you know it's Mm -hmm. it's been it's like i said my english was already like just formed at that point but what i think is really interesting about you is that um you know i have this idea that for example if i teach my kids a bunch of languages when i have kids or make languages like uh, a crucial role in their lives like from a very young age i have this idea that you know they will like almost take it for granted or, you know, they won't like it to the degree that I like it. So, Uh um, you know, I have the idea of basically only teaching my kids, um, my future kids, Spanish. And if they see that their father's interested in languages or if I'm doing something like that, they can be inspired through that, but I don't want to like force it down them. You know, Um, I would want them to, you know, have the Spanish thing down, but other than that, you know, I wouldn't want to kind of like uh, just, you know for some but you mm-hmm. uh, grew up with a, some languages and some reason you didn't go down that path of um kind of taking them for granted and in fact it's become a passion and that's interesting because it's kind of easy to see why uh, us three are so interested in now after being monolingual for so long but you it was a different experience and that's cool.
1: right but i wasn't interested in it yeah, that's like, the thing Didn't i didn't, you hate I didn't even think school? about it <laughs> what didn't but you had hate an oh, i hated it wow. uh-huh. right i hated it and then i went to germany and like my german that was like automatic like the german level i had before before i became like i i, I gained this interest was like automatic it was like i didn't even try it essentially yeah, like a exactly. base and it's not like this okay. is not an advanced level it's just a base where i understand the grammar and i have like the basic vocabulary to formulate sentences and it's obviously not even close to being good but but now okay. it's it, it is getting better because now I know how to like nurture this, you know, like I know how to continue to develop it But I mean, like I didn't I didn't gain this interest until I was 23. And right. what triggered it, what triggered it was that I realized because I often thought that language learning was this like this really hard thing like, OK, like I learned English. And I spent so much time like speaking English, like it took me this much energy and this much time, like in order to learn Spanish, I'd have to move to Spain and like go to school there and make a bunch of Spanish friends and like this entire effort. But it was (laughs) a lot easier than I thought. That's my big thing. Like my big thing that I realized was that learning a language obviously depends on the language. Right. For me, like learning a European language, an Indo-European language is a lot easier, especially like a Romance language or a Germanic language. Mm-hmm. That's a lot easier than any other language. But but learning Spanish, for example, was a lot easier than I thought. And I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm just saying that it's easier than I thought. Mm hmm. And once I realized that, that's what like really triggered it because I, rea- I realized, okay, I can put in, you know, a couple months of hard work and reach a level where I start actually understanding and communicating in that language, even oh, though it's oh. obviously not perfect.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, how nice um, so can- put that, That's kind of what triggered it. <laughs>
3: Because right. I, I one of my pet peeves is like people are like oh Spanish is so easy. I'm like, oh yeah, really? Oh <laughs>
1: you must be really good then. Like right, right, Spanish? right. But I no realized mistakes. I realized like, what's that going on. I hate it. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. It's not easy, but it's easier than you think.
2: Right. How about I that?
3: Mean... All right. Well, I mean, it depends on you know who you're talking about because like in this whole like online language learning community, I see so many people saying oh Spanish oh you know they're like oh I've already I can already understand you know almost everything and then like I hear them speak and I'm like oh yeah no you know. Esperanto. Right. How, yeah. How, how easy is Spanish if you're speaking it like that come on
0: give the language yeah. some respect please no 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 respect the español right like. right right no that, that's <laughs> no. It's, it's, that's an excellent point
1: yeah that's an excellent point. That's an excellent point.
3: And of course, you know, I'm not going to tell you and say that, oh, you know, Spanish compared to Mandarin or Spanish versus whatever language. I mean, you know, I'm remembering my tweets, you know, the other day I'm like, uh, what did I say? Don't underestimate any language, you know, it's like, because it's not, I mean, okay, maybe it's not hard in a way, but it's not like so simple in a way. It's like Uh such a process, you know?
0: Yeah, even with right. our experience with Esperanto, which we were doing during our boot camp, which arguably in terms of like grammar rules, vocabulary, especially from an inter-European background, is the easiest language. But you still gotta like respect the Esperanto because uh-huh. things like the accusative case <laughs> like throw me off. And like, yes, it's kind of like a recorder type language meant to get you into harder languages, but uh huh, it's still a language that needs its respect. Right. Uh-huh. Um. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And
3: um, you know, people always say Spanish is easy, but I don't see many speakers that do speak it well, like as a, you know, as a non-native, you know. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I
3: mean, I mean, it, it is what it is.
0: No, for sure.
2: And this also, think... this also plays into the dynamic between like, um, I think we've talked about this on another episode where, um, the standard for learning like the standard for us as like native english speakers learning another language is really low but (laughs) like the standard for people learning english is way up here like it's like you if you're learning english you basically have to speak perfect english otherwise you're not good enough
3: yeah i mean and like no native english speaker is like ever really surprised uh how good some foreigners speaks english you know it's just like kind of like mm-hmm. assume that you need to speak like super good you know yeah right, to, get mm-hmm,
2: exactly. right, to get by exactly yeah but Dude. then you especially if you learn a language that's like really different from english like a non-european language like like if you go to china and you're learning chinese and you just say ni hao to someone they're, they they freak out. They're like, "Whoa! Like your Chinese is so good!" Right, right, right. Hello. Oh, your Chinese is so
3: good. <laughs> yeah, I I've seen some um, videos about. Um, well, you guys know this girl's channel, Oriental Pearl.
0: Uh, yes, yes. Is she yeah, the one that debated so, Matt yeah. recently?
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yes, it's that girl. Right. Anyway, she speaks Chinese. She lives in Japan, and um, she talked about like, you know, actually how tired and it's gotten of chinese people reacting to her ch- uh, chinese you know because they're like oh my god oh my and like she just wants to go to the store and just like go you know yeah. buy something and leave <laughs> and uh, the chinese people are just like oh my god you know and uh, i guess japanese are a bit yeah. more like all right well you speak well but you know they're not just like going like so Wild. nuts compared to chinese
2: people
0: <laughs> <laughs> i guess and cody you're gonna find out soon for korean so what well thing?
2: um who was that your friend julian was saying that uh the same thing kind of happens in korea so i'm just i'm just expecting something like yeah. that to happen and the thing is when you when you have like when you're constantly getting bombarded by this like you have to constantly remind yourself that you're not that good because Absolutely. when you get all these people telling you whoa yeah. like you get all this fake encouragement and like false this ego fake, yeah. what do you call yeah. it like, yeah you get this false ego and then you so you have to really have to like put that uh that switch and that fail safe in there you need to be like hey like you actually kind of suck like you need to keep working hard <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i mean the ego boost is nice but
3: i mean the i think that most of us know like how good we are in any given language like
0: right
1: for the
3: better for the worse so you gotta be realistic <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're right. But I I still think that most I still think it's natural for one to think that they're better than they actually are. Like, for example, a lot of people, a lot of polyglots saying that they speak Swedish at a very high level that I hear on YouTube. I'm not going to name any names, (laughs) but a lot of people, for example, they say that they Uh, speak and they do speak Swedish to a very good level, but it's not it's not as good as they think. It's oftentimes and I know my Spanish is probably not as good as I think it is or any other (laughs) language. Um, but but that's that's I think that's natural though, and I, I actually think it's good too, because that that um, it kind of keeps you going. Like it's self confidence mm-hmm. is good, right? Obviously, too much self confidence can mm-hmm. be can be treacherous, but self consciousness or um, self confidence is probably mm-hmm. beneficial. Yeah.
3: No, oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it's uh, it's good to be <laughs> happy with your progress, but be aware of. Right, yeah, of, you right. Stand or, Just
0: check yourself, right, yeah, you wreck yourself, yeah. Uh, I want to go back to that parenting question though, a bit because I think that is Marcus. You and I were talking a bit about this the other day, and like, yeah, like that'd be a worry I'd have too because I'm super passionate about this thing, and if I was bombarding my kid with too many languages and I think. Do you know Mark? If you're with Tetsu Young, he speaks it langfest a bit, and he's kind of like one of the main guys that uh, he's like kind of like the polyglot parent guy, um, and he, he has this policy like one language, one no 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 sorry one parent, one language is the mm-hmm. is the name of the his his practice that he does because that's how he teaches his kids, and the way he set it up is like pretty interesting. So he only speaks Mandarin. His wife only speaks. Japanese the the kids are only in French school the the au pair only speak Spanish so it's like this one-on-one connection so I wonder if like you could imbue kids with language in these like natural more natural ways than say
3: just like
0: hey we're gonna do like Spanish for fun today kind of of
3: course of course Uh one of the ideas that I've had uh, just you know of course speaking Spanish to my child you know from a young age is having the entertainment be in spanish like they can watch Uh, snow White or something or right right? so they're just going to just accept the language and they're going to be entertained by it you know i mean i i have a niece now and i saw her watching some kind of cartoons and i don't think she really like wasn't like understood like what was going on but she like saw the images and she was Uh, laughing and having fun and right right that might as well just be in spanish you know
0: yeah 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 exactly uh (laughs) (laughs) the language is like just be like the afterthought but they could still gain something so Mm -hmm. yeah no i think it's interesting like to think about it strategically
3: yeah because i don't want my kids to like hate it so you know they don't need to choose uh, to do it but at least i want them to have spanish as kind of like this 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 roots and uh, if they want to pursue it then they can do that if not then well we all have to choose our own way for sure, for sure, it can benefit them one way or the other. You know, um my mom wanted uh, me and my brothers to be bilingual. <laughs> for some reason, my dad just spoke English, and that's the way it was. And uh, my my uncle, my Mexican uncle, would tell me, "Oh, it was a shame that uh, your dad didn't teach you Spanish." But I don't see it that way because
0: uh-huh. if
3: I had already known Spanish when I came here, my right. my experience would be completely different. And that experience of actually needing to learn a language and learning it, how awesome that is, and how it enriches your life. Maybe I would have taken it for granted to an extent, um, mm-hmm. had I come, had I, you know, already arrived had it, speaking, uh-huh. uh, Spanish. So for me, I, it worked out because I actually preferred to be this way. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's mm-hmm. interesting to say that because I think I do think I have more of an appreciation now, too learning it as an adult so cody marcus is that sort of similar are you?
2: yeah and like just like in a in a more in a philosophical sense it's really because i know like people it's very common to think i used to think like this where like i used to regret things or like wish that things had been different in the past but everything that happened in the past has made you who you are yeah. and um i think it's just it, it's pointless to to wish that things were were different in the past because I think you should just take advantage of whatever happened to you, and um, that's the way you can push your life forward. So that's the way I see it.
3: Absolutely. I consider it a gift. I mean, my my life is about language. You know, i I, I teach English, and then in my free time, i um, I study languages. I live in Mexico City where I can use Spanish. And for me, it's it's a very fulfilling life. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm happy with my situation, and uh, sure, man. Yeah. everything hey, worked out for know. the best as far as I can see.
0: No, definitely. Um, so, I want to ask you about inspirations. So, since you've kind of entered this fray, online, mm-hmm. Twitter, YouTube, interacting with polyglots. Uh, so a big hero of mine, and you recently made a video about him, uh Mosec McCormick. Yes. Who, uh, Cody Marcus, you guys know Mosic as well. Like like yeah. he's a huge inspiration for me. And if you're talking about like we talked about that spectrum earlier, like I saw him kind of more on like the, the dabble end and was just like of course. Oh,
3: God, like he's doing like Hmong which I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like language like that. sometimes he studies languages that I've never even heard of before. Yeah,
1: I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I was like i have <laughs> <could even laughs> learned about <laughs> a new language. <laughs> that's something that's like ian as well that's like (laughs) you could be texting ian like on a saturday night like hey dude what are you doing like i'm learning this
2: dabbling in mosquitoes (laughs) mosquitoes. (laughs)
0: shout out moses thank you um okay yeah so any other like big influences that you because i Um, find i'm constantly with the polyglot the big polygons. i'm always like I kind of got them in a rotation of like I'm listening for new ideas and
3: right I mean um, Moses was really kind of influential you know in the beginning because you know before I knew kind of like the process of language learning and like maybe some of his levels in these languages that he was speaking even it's still very impressive I mean you know it it just was like wow now he's busting out this language and this language (laughs) and this like you know it's like yeah you know I, I used to listen to him like in in Russian and uh, I'm like oh my god now he's speaking Russian and I mean now I understand in some of those videos it, it was um you know, m- more basic all due respect um, but like before you kind of know what it takes to learn a language or you know just to see a person speaking you don't really know how to judge it but um, Moses I mean like he speaks maybe people will give him a hard time but it's like he speaks really good Mandarin and it's like I think that we all owe ourselves to be able to speak one language well and what you Mm -hmm. do after that is like your own ordeal you know so yeah more power to him and his videos are very very inspirational it's a very humane um channel you know Mm -hmm. he speaks Mm -hmm. languages to people and they it literally makes their day like you could see a clear difference um in their reactions Mm -hmm. like it brings them to the point of tears sometimes that someone chose to speak their language and you know you can say what you want you know about him, but I think that his he has a great passion for language oh, and um, mm-hmm. you know he's a very great model of success because he's been doing this YouTube thing for so long, his, this language thing for so long. And look how it made him. It made him like a, a dude has over a million subscribers. I mean, he's living dude. a good life and he yeah. deserves every little bit of success that he gets because look how much effort he put into his languages and that YouTube channel oh
0: yeah and he had like little courses too like it was like the logo of the rat with that
3: hat um, the flr method
0: yeah yeah I was like, Damn, this guy's
3: killing it i mean he figured out a way to communicate with people i mean he finds a way to maneuver the language and that's cool because you know he's making his videos and he wants to communicate and um like the stuff that you can f- find in that course and it's literally the stuff that he gets asked time and time again and um you know that method is suitable for what he does and he figured out how to go about it and i think that's pretty cool
0: oh absolutely yeah huge inspiration for me but other
3: than that if we're talking inspirations then i would tell you uh steve kaufman i think his channel is just like a gold mine of um just, uh, just I mean, i'm hearing myself speak I'm like, oh yeah it's distracted me yeah.
1: no worries no worries <laughs> yeah um, steve <laughs> we love steve his channel is such a language
3: yeah. goldmine i think it's like the language learning channel you can find so many hidden gems in there right and um so i think that's like the quintessential language learning channel i'm also really inspired by luca because this guy thinks about things and maybe ways many other people don't you know he's trying to live his best life a balanced life and I feel really inspired by that, not only in language learning, learn but um, in how he carries himself, himself, himself and goes about his life. life. You know, self-education, self-education education, things
1: like this. Yeah, I'd say Luca is probably my favorite polyglot nice. out of all of them. Such, I'm just so incredible
3: polyglot, you know. Incredible. Yes, I'm
1: just so I'm so impressed by his ability to like snap up um, like details in languages. Like, de- like he speaks French, Spanish, German perfectly. And like mm-hmm. his pronunciation is flawless, it's immaculate, and okay. he picks up on like all these little uh, small details, like the filler words, like the uh, like he um, like idiomatic expressions, like he knows all of that, obviously, mm-hmm. like all these little subtle things that make you sound so native that that like the natives do, and he's really really good at that.
3: Mm-hmm. As far my as as far as I can see, he's like for me the most impressive polyglot. I think he's just he's just so awesome totally you know yeah. and i think he's a mixture of yeah, uh, him, really hard work passion and talents you mm-hmm. know
0: mm-hmm. when
3: i when i see steve learning language i think it's a guy with a lot of passion a lot of drive i but i see him more as kind of like just a normal guy who learns languages right like a normal guy and all the yeah. credit to the for from you know But he seems like a normal guy. Like, it's inspirational, the fact that you can see what just a normal person can do, right? Totally. But some people Mm -hmm. like Luca, or maybe Richard, or even this girl who I'm a fan of, Elise Speaks. Like, there's a level of talents there, and mixed Mm -hmm. with um, lots of hard work and and passion and drive. So I think we should recognize the people that also do have a certain level of talent, but of course it takes so much more than that.
0: Yeah. Yeah like elise speaks. definitely elise speaks did a voice memo or she i think she said just like i'm practicing my portuguese journalist voice on twitter i was like blown away i was like oh my yeah God. the pronunciation was spectacular i know yeah. I,
3: I i just discovered well we came across each other on twitter like on like my first day at twitter and we just followed each other then i sometime later i um i went to our youtube channel i saw her Speaking Spanish, and I was just like, "Whoa!" I was blown away. You know, I was really <laughs> impressed, really impressed. And basically, every language she she speaks, you can see in the comments, like, "Oh my!" Like she just, blows, <laughs> just left and right. Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: No, so it's it's that attention to detail, and then yeah, like if it's just doesn't even take that much effort for someone like her or somebody like Luca, it's like, wow, like
1: that's that's the talent factor. It probably takes effort, but it's, oh, yeah. they're just really oh, good at it. <laughs> you know. Like that musicality of the...
3: Yeah, I mean, it's really, really cool.
0: Yeah. Um, right. So, all right, just going back to the challenge briefly, you announced recently in April, you and Seabolt mm-hmm. are launching a challenge date?
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i going to be doing it. It seems like you'll okay. be doing it too. Um, you know, there are language challenges, like the 30, what's a day language record yourself challenge oh yeah um well this is another one i mean it um and it's there for anybody who wants to do it like i said it's uh, an amazing experience and um you know it's really about taking control of your language learning because you know hopefully i can go to russia this year but you know i'm already planning on the idea of maybe I, i i won't be able to and um you know i do a maybe two, three of these language challenges. And of course it's not the same as going in Russia, but going to Russia, uh, but it's the second best thing.
0: For sure. For sure. Yeah, exactly. Next best thing. So, okay. Yeah. So I think I'll have to, depending on, I like, yeah, I have a spring break coming up in the uh, 1st of April. And I think I want to try just this, mean with Korean or German, just go full oh, cool. 40 hours. Nice. That'd be sweet. That. Deutsch. <laughs> Deutsch, Deutschland. yeah eighty <laughs> hours Maybe eighty hours
3: forty Korean 40. Korean.
2: <laughs> Go nuts.
0: yeah. and hours. why
3: why are you going to Korea? What's that about? Oh, Cody.
2: yeah, so I'm going there, us. I'm going there to teach English. and mm-hmm. uh, I mean, yeah, obviously to 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 learn Korean. So I awesome. um, like I said, I have a really big interest in in East Asia, so I want to do Korean, Japanese and i've already uh, well i haven't like learned chinese it's like i think that's so funny when people frame yeah. that like like oh like i've learned china it's like no like you haven't <laughs> learned this language like it's it's a continual process right but um i mean i've, I've got to like a pretty decent level in in chinese and um awesome. but yeah now it's uh, it's time for korean and I'm uh, I'm pretty pretty sick of the COVID life, so me too. I'm me uh, too. I'm really yeah yeah. Seriously. So I'm really looking forward to I'm really looking forward to getting some some traveling again and um, oh, just cool. enjoying life abroad and and so at this school I'm I specifically chose the school one for one of the reasons because I will be the only foreign teacher there, so I'm not going to get stuck in a foreigner bubble like Gotta I did in that. China where oh, yeah. I found. Hmm. Yeah. So I found it was very difficult to break out of that once you get stuck in it. So there will be none of that. So I'm going to be really fully emuls- uh, f- fully immersed in the culture. And it's like I obviously have to teach English for my job, but I'm going to be speaking a lot of Korean when I'm there. So I'm really, really looking forward to that.
3: Absolutely. And how cool? um Yeah. Avoiding the foreigner traps is one of the keys to be able to uh, get some progress going <laughs> living abroad. You know, it happened to me. I had to pull myself out of it. Um, but how cool that you've been able to, to teach and, and to learn the languages like that. You know, I, I tell people who are interested in living in another country, you know, we have this life and you really should do it because it's like a life-changing experience. And I mean, people ask me, do I miss the States? And it's like, um, no, I, I mean, I don't. And I, I think that there's, a, I had my time for that. I'm having, um, my time here in Mexico. Sure, one day I'll go back, but I'm not, I don't miss it, you know? I'm perfectly happy here. Uh, when I went to Las Vegas a year and a half ago, I remember flying back to Mexico City, being in an Uber, going back to my apartment, thinking I'm back home. So, I mean, living, living abroad is just yeah. amazing. Totally, mm-hmm. yeah. No, yeah, that's cool. sense of adventure.
0: Yeah, I'm jealous, Cody. You get to do it again here right away. So, so
2: cool. Uh, yes, I'm. Cool. I'm fully aware how how lucky, I, especially during this time of COVID. Like so many people, like traveling is just out of the question right now. So I'm pretty lucky for sure. Mm-hmm. So it's...
3: And when will you actually be teaching?
2: Um. Well, I think uh, so. Like I said earlier, with the whole visa process, I think, I think I'll be leaving in like two or three weeks so and then um once i once i get there i have to do the two-week quarantine obviously and my school has uh, classes for me that i'll be teaching online so i'll be starting teaching like pretty much right when i get there
3: awesome yeah this whole english teaching thing is something that that i like a lot um i used to teach at schools uh, businesses things like that um fortunately for the last almost two years i've been uh, teaching online and it's been good because it's actually protected me during this time you know mm-hmm. because if it weren't for that yeah i would be without classes and who knows
2: yeah absolutely do, do you teach on italki
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah Mm-hmm. yeah nice i thought yeah italki is a really great platform to teach on. Uh, i love it because like i think like the, the, the best thing learn. about it for me yeah exactly i think the best thing about it for me like teaching on there is like you don't have to find students because I've tried to do that before where like I've tried to find students on my own, like either online or in my community. And it's just so hard to find right. students. Absolutely. Like, you, have to, you have to have that business mentality. Right. And I just, I don't have that. Me, yeah, Me either. Me either. Like, I'm horrible with money. <laughs> I'm glad that they,
3: they, they just, they just come to me because yeah. I'm really, I'm really bad at like the whole sales aspect. And um, you know, I, I mean, I really, I really, really love that job because You know, I have contact with people from all over the world. You know, when I went to Vegas, I visited one of my students. Um, I've had, you know, a student visit Mexico City and I hung out with him several times. And I know that I can basically be in whatever city and maybe I could have a friend there. You know, it's it's really cool
2: that's so awesome. So I've never, I've, I've thought about that. I've never had that experience obviously, but what was that like, like meeting up with a student that you have that you only ever see online? Yeah.
3: It's like, you know, <laughs> at a conscious level that this person is real and they have a life, but it's like, sometimes you forget. It's just like this person that you see in the screen. Um, so it's, it's kind of a trip to see them in real life, but, um, you're, you're going to know exactly how well you're going to get along with somebody in real life. Cause it basically, it's how you get along um in these kind of calls so i never was uh, worried and luckily i've had positive experiences Mm
2: -hmm. yeah yeah i just i I thought i would ask that because uh i mean this is something that i'm sure we've all experienced like just post-covid is that uh interacting with somebody online is not the same as in person like it's a very very different experience i I, like especially for someone like me because i um I much prefer like real life interaction as opposed to online uh-huh. Huh.
0: yeah yeah no I think there's any opportunities with students right like even I'll tie this in with Cody with Korean and students so I'm lucky my high school uh, we have a, quite a few international students Marcus that you saw and Cody, I, I know you're going to be in Korea, but I have I've, I've uh, conjured up a strategy of how I'm going to uh, compete in the next Korean War. And it's going to involve uh, some of my Korean students. So getting them involved, uh, potentially at lunch hours to switch the roles. I'm going to be the student and they're going to be the teachers. To- okay. That's my, my game plan. Well,
2: good luck with that. <laughs>
1: yeah. you going to give them a discount on tuition or what?
0: Oh, I if, I if only I controlled that part, but yeah, no, it's no matter, online students, real life students, it's fun to have like, uh, just relationships outside your just normal teacher student, uh, life. So yeah. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, Marcus, what's our running time here? How are we doing?
1: Yeah, we're running, uh, like 90 minutes. Cool. So this, is, a long this, one. this has been a longer one but obviously yeah, yeah. it's just flown by yeah, yeah it has for sure
0: so um right. yeah uh mark wrap this cool. up i just yeah thanking mark and uh mark any final words of inspiration we're still kind of like up and coming trying to grow our our fan like our listeners like i just i know friends that listen to us but and a few people that I haven't met so um just any words of inspiration to like young plucky youtube i guess we're yeah we have our youtube channel but mostly our podcast what we focus on so Mm -hmm. like just keep keep going forward like like any words of motivation
3: um well i mean i'm relatively new too i mean it's a i mean i know it's about consistency you guys are doing that and uh find a way just to basically be a part of the community i mean this is kind of what i've done you know i started my channel then i mean i i loaded fairly regularly uh once a week that was my goal last year just load one video a week i feel like i really don't even do youtube but it turns out that i i, I technically do yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm on twitter where i have these language musings and i just i just post and sometimes uh-huh. i respond on to other people's things and you know i would just consider that my growth in a nutshell you know the consistency mm-hmm. of loading the ch- uh, videos onto the channel and being a part of the community because i mean if you're not a part of the community i mean how people gonna find you fortunately it's a community i like to be a part of so totally it doesn't, yeah it's no yeah. work.
0: language okay. twitter is so much fun i love yeah. it
3: i love language twitter <laughs> for
0: sure yeah. um. for sure cool yeah it right. sounds good well thank you a ton yeah we're gonna keep going coming on man and my uh, pleasure
3: thanks for having me it's uh it's been a blast so yeah really, I, I knew i was want to get along with you guys just like like how i said you know like you, you just kind of know so that's why i kind of wanted to come along come on too so thanks man, for having man.
0: me no absolutely
1: episode 28
0: right, man. 28 man thank you
1: 28 all right